AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. And just like that, we're back on the air. Welcome back to yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Jess Hilarious. And I'm here with my sister, Shay. Say what's up, boo? Yo, yo, where the hoes at? I know where the fuck the hoes at. Okay, so she feeling some type of way. All right, so listen, Shay just had her heart broken, you know, and she's experiencing the symptoms of a heartbreak. And she always got a story. Y'all know, y'all been telling me this. Y'all been telling me. Shay always got a story. So... I'm going to let her tell a story. Shay, tell them what happened. First of fucking all. Sorry. <laughs> First of fucking all. First of fuck of all, you mean. I know. So you guys, I have been dating this guy for 28 months. Yes, I'm going to go like the white people. But they talking about babies. Bitch, you talking about dating the guy for 28 months. He was my baby. Hey, yo. <laughs> so I've been dating this guy for a little over two years. Mm-hmm. And... Everything was great. Our kids were friends. He has three kids. I have three kids. We often talked about like Brady Bunch shit and meshing families and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Things seemed okay. But every time you turned around, things seemed a little rocky. And he put me at fault for some shit that wasn't even that serious. Mm. And I didn't realize that the shit wasn't even really that serious I just found myself trying to continuously fix that situation or fix what he said was wrong because I loved him and I wanted things to work and I wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. This man, you know, was super involved with my children, very close to my youngest. You know, she's so, so lovable. Uh, I mean, picking the kids up from school, picking Ash up too. Yeah. Spoiling my children as mm-hmm. if they were his, mm-hmm. referring to my children as his bonus children, mm-hmm. going oh, to pick the kids wow. up from school and even writing on the sign out sheet, stepdad, like. Oh, wow. A bit extreme. Yeah. Something has been telling me for, I want to say probably for at least the last month that something wasn't right. He wasn't at the house as much as he used to be. We went from having sex three to four times a week to having sex once a week. Mm. He went. From spending the night three to four times a week to spending the night maybe like only three times this whole year so far. Damn, it went April. Exactly. He woke me up every morning knowing that I had to get the kids together. He's a bus driver. Sometimes, like if my phone was dead or something like that, he would literally drive the bus to my house, park it around the corner, 
and hop on his unicycle and come in the house and wake me up. Hold up. I know you didn't just say this nigga will hop bought the bus that he parked around the corner with passengers on it. He ain't have no passengers and- yet. <laughs> no passengers yet. I was ready to say, yo, don't don't say and tell me that shit, yo. All right, no, okay. So he would park the bus around the corner and walk. No, he wouldn't walk. He would oh, ride his he unicycle. Would, he would hop on a unicycle. The one wheel jump. Yeah, the electric unicycle. He wasn't pedaling. <laughs> so on some mall cop shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he would just ride around the corner and he would come in there and be like, Shay Shay, you got to get up. You got to get the kids together. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, thank you. He'd give me a kiss on my head and, and dip because he got to go to his first stop to pick the fucking people up. So but, he hop back on the unicycle. I suppose. And ride around, <laughs> and ride around the corner. Hop bought the unicycle and hop back on the bus. Yes. Right. Yes, that's what he did. If that ain't love, I don't know what the fuck it is because if somebody's phone is dead, that's your responsibility. I got a whole fucking bus I'm supposed to be taking to my first stop. Right. But... You know, he did that because he cared. It's more than caring because he obviously loved me. Because only someone that loves someone would do something that extreme. Yeah, yeah. My woman's intuition kicked in. I'm just like, okay. So the girl that does his hair, she's also a bus driver. She commented on my story a few days ago. And something was just like, ask her if he talks to anybody. Because she does his hair. You know how stylists are, barbers. Anybody that's behind you doing any kind of service for you, they always glance over. You know, they may look at your phone, not like really staring in it, but they glance and see like, what Mm. you doing? You know, I'd have been a nosy bitch before. Yo, wait a minute. That is so crazy how you even think like that. He get his head done by her so she could be watching his phone. Yo, who mind thinks like that? You're crazy. Anyway, continue. Continue. But we knew. Right. Um, Damn. And I am. Um, (laughs) That's funny as shit. (laughs) So I asked her, I'm like, hey, girl, because everyone will remain nameless. I got something to ask you. Can this stay between you and I? She was like, sure. What's up? Mind you, this is like damn near one o'clock in the morning. I said, I fuck with such and such. We've been fucking with each other for the last two years. And I know you do his hair. You also work with him. Do you know if he's fucking with somebody? Because my women's intuition is just is saying something different and i'm just like you know what the fuck is going on she was like wait what like do you have proof of that i'm like what do you mean she's like do you have proof that y'all mess with each other Mm -hmm. i have tons of pictures tons of videos so i sent this to her and she's like wow this is more than i can even take in right now i know i said that i wouldn't say anything but the person that he deals with because he does deal with someone is extremely close to me Come to find out, Shorty is her best friend. (gasps) Best fucking friends. I don't know if they like best work friends Mm -hmm. or what, but she was like, I can't hold this in. Well, they they all on the same job. Oh, and she didn't Mm -hmm. know that you dealt with him. No. Nobody knew. No. And that's another thing. I actually asked him because the girl that is his stylist, I went to high school with her. So her and I have a relationship. We literally grew up in the band together in high school. You always on the band. Definitely was in the band. And one time in band camp. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo was in the band. So, you know, her and I have our own little separate relationship. It's not like we, we're extremely close or anything like that. But you know how you just, you're cool with somebody and you just continue to be cool with them. There's never any bad blood. Every time you link up, it's just 
it's a good time. I got it. That is where I am with the stylist. Got you. And she told the girl and she hit me back and was just like, she would like to talk to you. And I'm just like, look, I ain't trying to beef with nobody. I ain't trying to argue with nobody. Like, I, that's not my shit. She was just like, she's not like that either. Just like you wanted answers. She wants answers as well. And I don't want to be the one giving you these answers. That's crazy. I remember going through shit like this. Like, oh my God, nothing is like you find out that somebody is fucking with the guy you fucking with. Like, oh my God, like. I don't miss that shit. It's fucking um, tragic. I have mm-hmm. I have not had to go through anything like this in God knows when. Yeah. I don't go through shit like this because normally when I'm fucking with somebody or I'm dating somebody or whatever, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. these men, they're not stringing me along to the point where they're well endowed in my life or in my kids' lives. This is your second time going through this. Tumble baby girl father? Mm-hmm. I mean, but that was that was so long ago. That was eight years ago. I haven't had no heartbreak in eight years. Nobody was able to get that close to me, you know, because for the most part, these niggas be sort of kind of up front. Yeah. They don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm trying to build a family with you. Oh, these are my bonus kids. They mm-hmm. just be like, oh, when you coming over? Mm-hmm. Niggas just be fucking and hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And that right there, if you have common sense, that's basically, you know what it is. It is what it mm-hmm. is. We fuck. We hang out, we chill, but ain't no, oh, do the kids need anything? The kids hungry? Do the kids eat? You want to pick the kids up from school? It's none of that. The guys that I've had on the back burner all of those years after that heartbreak eight Mm -hmm. years ago, they've never displayed these feelings and trying to care and build bonds with my fucking children. Yeah. So that is disturbing. I talked to Shorty on the phone. Shorty said he's logged into her Facebook on his phone. Mm. He checks her phone every night. They've been fucking with each other since August of 2020. Mind you, him and I have been fucking with each other since January of 2020. Mm. Actually, he slid in my DM in June of 2019 when you fired me. Damn. And he slid in my DM. Why you always got to bring up when I fired you, yo? She always got to bring it up. I became a brokey real quick because I ain't had Jess Hilarious paying me and shit. A so. brokey because that's because she wanted to be a bitch. So. I became a brokey real quick. So I was like, man. Fuck Jess Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Fuck her money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some money on social media with these little followers I got. I'm about to do some promo. I'm about to post people shit. Oh, and he man. hopped in my DM mm. and wanted promo because mm. he raps. He raps about the bus. So he's a rapping bus driver. Yes, he is. He's a rapping bus driver. Okay. He's pretty good. And he raps about the bus? He raps about the he's bus. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he, he raps about the bus. He raps on the bus. Okay. And um, Can you bust one of his raps? I don't even want to. I ain't going to give it. him. I do. I ain't about to give him that kind of shine. Yo know the bus rap. I do. Because I love that nigga. He be talking about the seats. No. The people that he be get talking about the fair box and the people that get on and off. The people that get on and off? Yes, he does. Like the crackheads? All that. No, not only crackheads ride the bus. I'm just saying. Like, do he be yeah. talking about? He talks about all of them motherfuckers. Like, everybody that get on that bitch. He talks about them. The kids, the old people. He don't talk about the kids. The kids he, well, he talks the funniest ones. He talk the, about the, the like, kids. maybe them high school kids. But yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, he, he talks about them. Hold up, hold up. I know this shit getting good, but listen to just a couple seconds of a commercial. If you love me, you'll listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's soft as shit. Like, I'm used to dealing with hood niggas. You know so that. He's a soft-ass rapping bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get it down. I'm trying to make people understand who, who we dealing with here. Now, that does not take away from the fact that he's a great father. And mm-hmm. I guess if you need him to be a friend, he's a great friend. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because, like, yo was really, like, my best friend. Like, mm-hmm. I could literally be myself around him. Like, and the last time I was able to be myself around somebody was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this is TMI, gross or whatever. Like, pass gas, dig up my nose if I need to. Like, anything. I was able to be myself mm-hmm. around him. And that made me feel comfortable. The fact that I could talk to him about anything was special to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like he would talk to me about anything as well but obviously the fuck not because he's yeah. a lying ass bitch oh my god but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked to mm-hmm. Shorty on the phone she was saying all you know all the stuff that he does she was just like you know he has a key to my house and I'm like he got a key to my house too she was like well I also have a key to his house I was like well damn I don't got no <laughs> key to his house but <laughs> I ain't never want one but damn like he just gives she was like well I ain't asked for it I'm like damn and that right there was just like kind of like a smack in the face mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow like he cares enough <laughs> about her to give her a key and she ain't asked for it. I said, damn. I ain't fucking asked for one either. Bitch, where my motherfucking key? Damn. You know, so that was like, that right there was a smack in the face. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, he has a bond with my kids, like, especially the youngest one. And she was like, well, he had a bond with my son too. And I'm like, damn, like, mm. for real? Yo, out here serial bonding with people's fucking kids and shit. Like, that you really. It's weird. That is a mental illness. Because if you know that you don't want to pursue somebody in the long run, why the fuck are you building bonds with their children? He's taken my son to get his hair cut. He's done so much over this two-year time frame. We went to Vegas for my birthday in September of 2020. My birthday is September 2nd, okay? Her birthday is September 1st. Child, he must love a Virgo. Oh, my God. So while Mm. we were in Vegas... For my birthday, he told her that he was in Vegas for music. They needed a, a soft-ass rapping bus driver? I guess so. To come through Vegas and, and perform. First of all, let me tell you about when we went to Vegas. He opened the suitcase. He had the fucking unicycle in the suitcase. <laughs> and I was very upset. And I'm just like, that's why the fuck Southwest was saying his shit was too heavy. Because why the fuck would you bring that? <laughs> he had to pay extra. Because why the fuck would you bring that fucking unicycle in the suitcase? And then he was using my suitcase. And that shit could have messed my fucking zipper up. The fuck? So, I mean, granted, you know, he don't drink or whatever. So, I'm fucked up. He's my designated 
person, you know, to make right. sure I'm together. Right. And I was super fucked up the day before my birthday. And she was like, you know, I was talking to him while he was in Vegas. Like, this bitch really, not her, but him. This bitch really left me in there fucked up laying in the bed and was talking to this bitch on her birthday while he on my birthday trip with me. I'm just trying to figure out why he did not walk away. He could have walked away. He had tons of chances to walk away. I think it was the sex. Because you know why, I got why? that. That guac guac okay. and that slurpy slurpy. Bitch, <laughs> okay. And I know she probably ain't got that whack like me. Oh, yeah. Ayo, ayo. Show. So, Saturday, I went to a good friend of mine's comedy show and I hit the guy that I've been dating. And I saw that my messages were not being delivered. And I'm like, well, maybe his phone is dead. And I'm just like, no, it's Saturday. Like, what the hell? So I call his phone. It goes straight to voicemail. Hmm. Well, maybe he's dialing out. Let me call again. It goes straight to voicemail. Okay, I'm fucking crazy. Let me call again. It goes straight to voicemail. So I went old school, star 67. The phone rings. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm tripping. Star 67 again. The phone rings. Okay. Wow. No star 67. Straight to voicemail. Mm. Okay, so he has me blocked. Wow. Why am I blocked? So I sent him a text and I'm just like, I think I see what's going on. You know, I guess maybe we should just call this quits because I don't know why you blocked me. I didn't do anything to you. And he left me on red. And didn't say anything. So after I talked to a stylist and she basically said, whatever, whatever, I was just like, you know, I'm going to lure him over here. I told him, just come over here so we can have sex one last time. I want to come. Like, I'm ready. I'm trying to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, all right, I'll be over there after I leave the barbershop. Like, straight was like, yeah, be ready. Take a shower. Go do what you got to do. Boom, boom, boom. You were on the phone. Mm -hmm. On mute. Mm -hmm. You heard everything. He was pressed. Obviously, the fucking... Pussy is that fucking good that it had Why you got to tell niggas I was on the phone? She really was. really was. So he came over. And when I tell you he got naked so fast, he was naked before I even got to turn the TV on to the act like fucking Netflix. We was watching Netflix because my son was in the next room. Mm. And that right there just basically spoke, I'm on a time schedule. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. You know, he ate the pussy, you know, mm-hmm. fuck. Mouth is awesome. Mm-hmm. Dick is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, it is what it is. I mean, um, it's carefully reckless. So. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So even though he was a soft rapping ass bus driver, yeah, yeah. that dick was hard <laughs> and that mouth was moist. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> but fuck him. <laughs> yo. Hey, yo. So after we finished, I let go. He let go. And mind you, we're having sex unprotected. And Shorty told me that they also were having unprotected sex, which is a little scary because I'm pretty sure she can get pregnant. My tubes is tied. My uterus is burnt. Like, damn, this shop is closed. Ain't no babies coming out of here. But I hope you niggas don't think that I want you to shoot up the club because I don't. So get it out your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that is nasty. That is nasty as fuck. You are really out here having sex with two females unprotected. Like, you don't know what I got going on. You don't know what the fuck she doing. Well, I guess he do know what she doing because she said that he, you know, goes through her phone daily. He has what her. What the fuck you mean daily? I guess like on, on a nightly basis, like, all right, let's lay down. Let me go through your phone now. 
<laughs> because the fuck, first of all, him and I don't touch each other's phone. Mm-hmm. So when you called me and I was in the bathroom, what was even said? I walked in the room. He was like, oh, Jess called you. And I'm like, I was calling because, bitch, you didn't answer the phone after you told me that he was on his way over there because you wanted to fight him. But I'm like, you answered my phone? Mm-hmm. What did he say to you? He just was like, she in the bathroom. She gonna call you when she get out. I was like, okay, is she all right? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. We just talking. So I asked, I'm like, why would you answer my phone? He's like, also, oh, it was just calling. So, so the fuck two, what? two years plus, he's never answered my phone before. I don't touch his. Like, I may have glimpsed just as a, as a reaction. You see somebody's phone ring, you glimpse like, oh, shit, that ain't my phone. But, you know, mm-hmm. you just, it's just a natural reaction for yeah. human beings. And everybody got a fucking iPhone, so when a phone light up is and it's around other phones, you gonna look to see if it is yours, yeah. But bitch, you be nosy, dude. Nosy as bitch. So yeah, you be real. You are too, but anyway. All right. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Nosy than motherfucking nosy junior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after we came, I confronted him. You know, I'm sitting there, so I was just like, "So when were you gonna tell me about her?" He was like, "What are you talking about, Shay?" I said, when were you going to tell me about her? After sex. After sex. Because mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to dick one last time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it ain't nobody and blah, 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 blah. Oh, so he's still denying it. Was right. lying right mm-hmm. in my face. After sex. Mm-hmm. This nigga's lying in my face. I'm like, all right, cut the bullshit, yo. I already know that it's somebody. I don't know who it is. I know that you work with her. Mm-hmm. I just don't know who it is, and I don't know how long y'all been fucking with each other, but I know it's somebody else. So, who is she? I was on some Brandy shit. Who is she to you? Don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, but he still was denying it's nobody, it's nobody, it's nobody. So, you know, one thing led to another, and he passed out in my room. I ain't going to say why he passed out, but he definitely passed out. Oh, my God. Straight onto the floor. Um, Yo. And he was holding me hostage in my room, and he would not let me leave. My room. Well, and you could have left when he passed out. Why the fuck you stay right there till he woke up? <laughs> it was quick. It was a quick faint. That nigga fainted. That like, nigga who the fuck be fainting? That nigga phony. He had my phone hostage and everything. He wouldn't let me answer my phone. Mm-hmm. You was knocking on my door. Yes. You know, he wouldn't let me go to the window to see who was knocking at the door, anything. He literally begged me. Now we got a commercial. And if you click off of this podcast, I swear I'm going to beat your ass. Listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He sat on the bed. He got down on one knee. He was like, I'm begging you. Can you call the stylist and tell her that you were lying? And I'm looking at him like, what the fuck do you mean? What? What do you mean, tell her that I was lying? Like, I, I sent the receipts. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I sent up pictures and videos of what? Of what? Did you send a time frame? Does it matter? I said, you hurt me. He said, okay, you hurt me too. Nigga, I ain't fucking hurt you. You just a soft ass fucking bitch. Like, I didn't <laughs> fucking hurt you. I'm used Damn. to dealing with hood niggas. Like, you was the county nigga that rode the fucking cheese bus oh back and forth to fucking school. And now we drive the big bus. Yes, he drive the fucking big bus. <laughs> he loved the won- bus. Yes, he loved the bus. The wheels on the bus go round and round. And the unicycle wheel, too. <laughs> Yo, love wheels. That's why he was behind my wheels, because he loved them. Hey, yo. Sis ain't got no wheels. But I don't have no ill feelings to her, because she, whatever. No, she don't have no wheels, though, but yeah. So he goes, he he comes open the door for, for you. Mm-hmm. Just come upstairs talking with this fucking white voice. Y'all know how she get this fucking white voice on mm-hmm. for absolutely no fucking reason. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she's like, oh my gosh, babe, what's going on? <laughs> What is going on, babe? Like, bitch, who the fuck are you, bitch? We is on fucking Emerson Avenue, bitch. What the fuck is you talking about, bitch? Oh my gosh, babe. Like, bitch, what you in Catonsville? Fuck is going on? Oh fucking UNBC God. talking ass, bitch. <laughs> she in there like, oh my Yo. gosh, babe. So he was just like, just I told her to just call the stylist and tell the stylist that she was joking because I'm just trying to clear her name up because I don't want her looking a certain way. Your reply was, do you think that my sister give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) about how anyone looks at her Yeah, or what people think about her? What the fuck is you talking about? So in all actuality, that was another fucking lie with his lying fucking ass. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to tell the stylist that I was lying. So she wouldn't tell a girl or she wouldn't go back and she would go back and tell a girl if she had already told a girl. That nigga is a fucking clown. A narcissistic clown. You know, he's looking me dead in my face like, you know, everything that I've done for you and the kids, can you just do me this one solid favor? What? That's what he said to me. It's it's on video. You know I got camera in my room. Yeah. Everything I've done for you and the kids, can you just do me this one solid favor? Don't you ever in your life throw in my face what you've done for me and my kids. You did it because you wanted to. Yeah, but like, what the fuck? I'm going to save your relationship when you was just basically in a relationship with me. Exactly. I'm going to save you a new one. Because exactly. all you've done for my kids. and my Get But I've, but I've done stuff for him, too. We've done things for That's what for I'm one saying. I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell them that. That's so, crazy. So, you know, he was in a bind where he was behind on his rent. Okay, Nate. You know, he was okay, in a Stoney. bind. Okay, he was Stoney. in a bind. You know what I'm saying? He went in the bathroom, scrubbed my motherfucking juices off. Mm. So, mm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but... You know, he was in a bind and because I loved him, I had applied for unemployment mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I was able to apply for unemployment. And I had like over $12,000 in unemployment money. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I knew he was behind in his rent. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got unemployment money. They get, literally gave me all of my back money. Mm-hmm. I want to help you with your rent. I PayPal'd him $2,000 so he can catch up mm-hmm. with no problem mm-hmm. because of the feelings that I had for him and because I cared and I loved him. Yeah, It was nothing to me. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, I got over $12,000. I still got 10000 plus. This 2000 ain't nothing. Yeah. Here you go. I gave him that mm-hmm. with no problem. So it's just like we've done things for one another. Just a week and a half ago, I got his fucking haircut. I paid for his fucking haircut for him just as a surprise. And then right before then, I gave him a rose. 
I gave him a single red rose, one of those roses that last for a year. When he came over the house, I was just like, I want to give you this because I saw a post where they said that men don't get flowers until they die. And I love mm. you. So I want to give you your flower while you're alive and you can still smell it. I literally just gave this nigga a single red rose and I chose a red mm. rose because it's a symbol of love. What did he say? Did he cry? Did he say love he was you? Just did like, he kiss you? He, he was just like, oh, Shay Shay, you know, he hugged me. He kissed me. It was just like, he joking. Like, what you about to kill me now? Like, bye boy. Mm. You know, but mm. I, I did that because it was a real and true token of appreciation mm -hmm. from me to him. While we were in my room talking, he literally looked at me in my face and he said to me, I don't want her to be hurt. She deserves. Oh, dang. Okay. He said, she deserves a good man and I don't deserve anyone. He told me I was going to be by myself for the rest of my life. Mm. That shit hurt me so bad. What the why? Why would you say some shit like that to me? Mm. And he really wanted me to clear up some shit so he can be with this bitch. Right. Like right. I'm not doing that. And he stuck around for hours and hours and hours. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing it. What the fuck do I look like? I put in so much time. I put in so much energy. My children are involved in this. And you sit there and you you tell me to fix some shit so you can move on with another bitch. I don't give a fuck about her. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about what y'all have, what y'all had, what y'all are building. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Yeah. Why would you part your lips and say some shit like that to me in my house, mm. in my face? Mm. That is the most disgraceful, disrespectful shit yeah. that I have ever endured from a man. Yeah. I've never felt that way before. Mm. that shit hurt it cut me deep and all I could do was stand there and cry mm. I've been fucked up right. this ain't even happened uh, a week ago yet it's difficult for me because I love him and I'm saying I love him because I still do I love right. him right. because if you when you truly love somebody you can't just cut that shit off yeah but I love me more and if he reached out to me I love me more like I said mm. I know he's not going to reach out to me but it's crazy because him and I aren't social media friends. And it's, you know, I've been seeing stuff all on social media that I'm just like, oh, wow. Him and I have been dealing with each other for this time frame. And he's just like, oh, I'm not going to post you because a lot of my coworkers, they want you and they like you. Yeah, a lot of the bus drivers do like me, um, mm. you know. But it's obviously, them bus drivers are fucking hoes. They want to fuck. They like what they see. Got a fat ass. They want to get behind it. That's just, that's men. Mm. So... You know, his excuse for not posting me is they already don't like me. I feel like they're going to not like me even more if they see that we're messing with each other. Boy, what the fuck? How old is you? They're not going to like me more. The I don't know. I, I mean, it, what it's literally is this daycare. Nigga? It literally is what like a fuck. It's like a fucking high school. You're a grown ass man. They're not going to like me more. So what I they going to do? I, I don't know. But, anyway. you know, in my mind, it made sense. Because it's coming from somebody that I love. And you know, when you love okay. somebody, the shit that they say cannot make a bit of fucking sense. But you are going to make it make sense because you love that person. Yeah. And I made that shit make sense in my mind because of the love that I had for him. I get what you're saying. If I was like that, I've been all around that fucking job. 
but I'm not like that. I chose him. And looking at him, you know the type of niggas that I fuck with. Mm-hmm. He's not even somebody that I would even fuck with. He's not even my type. But mm-hmm. I chose him and I gave him a chance because of his personality, because of the mm-hmm. type of person that he was. I gave him a chance. I let him in. I let him all the way in mm-hmm. to the point where my mother was liking him. And you know how my mother is. Yeah. She likes nobody. Yeah. Your mother was loving him. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought he was, you know, a great guy. Yeah. And he let me down. So last week I wrote a fucking song. I've never written a song ever in my fucking life. I pulled over on the side of the road and wrote a song on a brown paper bag. And I literally just let out all emotion. And y'all gonna have to stay tuned for that. Yay. Pray for me, y'all. Pray for my strength because Definitely. this shit is is not easy. It mm-hmm. is not is not a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they've gone through. You know, heartbreaks, that shit is definitely, that's the last thing you want to feel. You know, I've been hurt like shit before. You haven't been hurt like this, but baby girl father hurt you bad. Yeah, he he did hurt me. Right? He literally did the same thing that my last baby father did to me. Was living two separate lives. Yeah. Point blank period. Yeah. He was living two separate lives. Like Trey Song say, one girl in the day and you at night. Mm-hmm. Like he literally was, the girl said that he was at her house every night. He told me he was doing overtime or he fell asleep. And I believed him because those bus drivers, they get hella overtime is available for them. So I wasn't going to question what he was saying. You want a paper chase? You want a fucking paper chase? Mm. I ain't about to knock that. I'm not mm. about to be no bitch and be all in your bushes like, oh, what are you doing? Where are you at? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. He was just really good at living two lives. He was. And I'm telling you, fuck him. Boom. Move the fuck on because you will never be good enough for the wrong motherfucker. And that's just that. Listen, we're going to end this episode. Y'all pray for my sister. I love her so much. I really, really do. She didn't expose her vulnerability to y'all today. She cried. I haven't seen her cry in so long. So this really hurts me as well. But y'all, if you're dealing with heartbreak, I'm so sorry, but that shit ain't going to be forever. Only time heals that. Just keep your kids close to you. You know, stay busy, your friends, all that shit. And just like that, We've come to the end of another Carefully Reckless episode. Say bye, Shay. Peace out, y'all. Pray for a motherfucking sister because I need it. (laughs) Tune in next week, every Wednesday, 7 a.m. Peace. Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.